0: Acts chapter 2, I told first service, something happened to me, I got up here, I'm about to turn 40, I think I hit menopause, because a hot flash, I was like, turn on the air, turn on the air, I, I think I hit manopause right up here, I was burning up, I was sweating, everybody was like, I'm hot too, and I don't know what was happening in first service, but I'm sorry if you are a little chilly right now, but... Um, I'll be finished soon, okay? <laughs> Talking about uh, the topic of ghosted, I started a series last week uh, called Ghosted, and I'm going to continue that this, <clears throat> this week uh, in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. And that word reads, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them uh, cloven tongues like that of uh, that like that as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. Today I'm talking about Pentecost and what the Lord wants from us today. The day of Pentecost is, this is Pentecost Sunday. It happens every year. It's always 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That is when, uh, on 50 days after he was resurrected, that is when they were gathered in that upper room and the Holy Spirit stopped visiting the earth, but he started inhabiting, he started dwelling in the earth. That was 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, but Pentecost did not start that day, but Pentecost had been celebrated hundreds of years before Jesus came to earth. It was a festival that the Jewish people celebrated every year at the same time. And it was a time when they would celebrate the gathering of the harvest. Pentecost was about the harvest. And this is not not, uh, coincidental, but it really is a message within itself because how many of you know that we are filled with the Holy Spirit to impact the harvest? Amen. We are filled with the Holy Spirit to enlarge the kingdom of God and studies throughout this last year of what we have called a pandemic. Studies have even proven that that is still happening and still true for us today. That, that throughout this pandemic, the churches in America that have been seeing growth in the middle of decline in everything else in our nation, the churches that have been experiencing growth, m- almost all of those are the spirit-filled churches. They've been, they've been filled with the Holy Spirit. They've been ghosted for such a time as this. And I want you to understand this today that the Holy Spirit power is not just another level, but it is a whole nother dimension. Amen. Acts eight states you shall receive power once the Holy Spirit has come upon you. It says you will receive the power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. It doesn't say that you will receive Power after you go to ministry school. It doesn't say that you will receive the power after you are credentialed. It does not say that you will receive the power uh, whenever you get into leadership. It doesn't say that you shall receive the power when you become a part of a, de- a certain denomination or you are in the right club or that after you have perfect attendance at church for a month. No, no, no. The word is very clear. It says, You shall receive the power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and then you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. This power isn't simply a new level, but it is a kingdom dimension. Let me break this down for you. What is A kingdom dimension. See, whenever you move into a new kingdom dimension, it is a place that has not been occupied. It is a place that you have never been before. It is a place where you see things with a new perspective. It is a place that stretches your faith like never before. It is a place where you start to to, to have to see things that you were only able to. To dream of in the old dimension. It is a place where you are able to do things that you never thought you were able to do on your own. It is a place where where, 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 where you are being uh, strengthened and protected and advanced and nurtured and developed and trained like we talked last week. and But for far too long, we have been satisfied with new levels and not really feel like we can get to new dimensions. What does this mean? Let let me break it down to you. Levels are like these stairs here this morning. Levels. See, sometimes whenever you wake up in the morning, you decided I'm going to church today. So you got up a new level. I've not been to church all year, but I'm going today. Today, I usually don't engage with the worship, but today I'm going up a level and I'm going to raise my hands. I'm going to sing. And these are levels. And while, and while these are uh, important and while levels should be celebrated, they are not dimensions. See, our personal choices and our personal strengths take us to new levels. I decided today that I am getting up. I decided today that I am going to worship. My personal choice took me to a new level. But how many of you know that it takes the Holy Spirit to blow open the doors for a new dimension? Who in this house today can say, I want to see something I've never seen before. I want to experience the church like I've never experienced it. I want a modern day awakening. I want an upper room experience i want to hear sounds of heaven like i have never heard before i want to be in a new dimension anybody in the house this morning the bible says that when you get into this new dimension called the holy spirit it is not just a status but it says that is where you receive the power receive when it broken it down when it's broken down into its original language it means to gain access you receive. you. Whenever you receive the power, you all of a sudden you have gained access to a power. You gain access into a new dimension. It is like you have an all-access pass. It is like God gave you a master key. And while everybody else's key just gets them into one door, but whenever you've got the Holy Spirit, you've got the key to every door that the Lord wants you to walk through. Amen? And whenever you are filled with the spirit you gain access to a supernatural power it says you shall receive or gain access to this power in the original language power means dunamis or dunamas it is it is where the word uh, where, where where the word dynamite is derived from or dynamic it comes and and whenever it's broken down it means strength it means force it means might see whenever you are ghosted whenever you are filled with the Holy spirit you are not just filled with the spirit but you have a new dimension to a strength, to a force and a might that you cannot have unless you get to a new dimension. You are baptized in the Spirit so that you can be full of power. Amen? you are baptized in the Spirit so you can be full of power not full of anxiety not full of depression not full of fear but he said I have put the Spirit inside of you so that you could be full of power and not fear amen but how many of you know that when the Holy Ghost is moving it is not a fearful thing but it is an empowering thing it is a life-changing thing it is a chain-breaking thing It is a new dimension type of thing. God, don't let your people be afraid of the Holy Spirit. But how many of you know, if you were raised in a church where the Spirit was moving, there's always that person when they get up and sing, you know it's about to break loose. When they repeat it on the fifth time, when they do that key change, you know something It's about to happen, and you know that's the perfect time for you to either push in or get up and go to the bathroom. (laughs) Because sometimes people either run to it or they run away from it because of fear of the unknown. But God, don't let us be afraid of your Holy Spirit. Acts said that when this occurred, they began to speak in tongues, And I will explain this fully later on in, in, in the series probably. But Paul states in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 22, jot that down. Paul says, therefore, these tongues that happened in the spirit. Listen, he said, therefore, tongues are for a sign. Not to those who believe, but to the unbeliever. That's right. mm. That's right. yeah. You thought it was for you. Mm. God will never give you a gift that is for you. Every gift that God gives to you is for the kingdom. God didn't give you that voice to make you famous. God gave you that voice to sing for the kingdom. It may lead to something greater, but God gave you that for the kingdom. God did not give you the Holy Spirit so you can have a t-shirt that says, watch out, I'm powerful now. No, he gave you that for the kingdom. If you ever want to know if it's a gift from the Lord or not, guess what? Whatever he does, it's not directly for you, but it's directly for the kingdom of God. He says, this this gift I have given of tongues, he said, it's it's not for those who believe, but it's for the unbeliever. The the, the word in in the Greek means uh, it's a mark. It's an indication. Uh, and, 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 And this is a problem of the modern day church because we no longer want the spirit to move because we are afraid that it will offend the unbeliever. But let me tell you something. He said, no, no, no. No, you need to let it go because really it's for the it's, it's, it, that's who it is for it's not for you don't be afraid that the unbeliever is going to be like I don't know about that no he said I gave it to you for them and now here we are it is common to hear the modern day church leaders say I'm sorry but we can't have a manifestation here it is so common to hear church leaders say uh, the, 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 uh, that I cannot um, we cannot have the holy spirit moving in this place during service if you want to pray in the spirit go find you a prayer closet if you want to dance like that you ain't doing it in here if you want to pray in the spirit come oh every every sunday morning we're in here before we have church and we pray if you want to do that you can come then but you can't do that you can't do it here because it may scare or offend the unbeliever It will scare the first time guest. It will kill our guest return ratio. You can't do that. And now this perspective of the church has caused us to become puppets on a string for the devil. I was talking to First Service and an article was just released by a well-known journalist. He's a Christian. And there's been article after article that's written about this. This is why I don't, I don't get into these arguments about worship styles, band or choir, contemporary or hymnal, as long as you worship it. As long as you're worshiping the real Lord. And he was saying that. Like 45 or 50, oh, I think it was 45% of millennials do not know who Jesus Christ is. They don't, they, 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 they don't know him. They've not had an encounter with him. And he was going on like so many other people have and said, that it, the reason it is, is because it's because the lights in the church, it's because of the cameras, it's because of the loud music. And I thought, how crazy is it That's not the problem in the church. Because if that was the problem, every traditional church in this city that sings out the hymnal would be full this morning. So that's not the problem. Let me tell you what I see is the problem in the church today. The problem is, is that the church has removed the Holy Spirit from the order of service. It is no longer allowed to manifest. It is no longer allowed to move. And that is what gets you to the cross. And now here we are, we're like puppets on a string, and leaders are saying, No, you can't dance like that here. No, you can't. No, no, you better not speak like that up in here. No, no, because the devil knows that if he can keep the manifestation out of the house of God, there will be nothing that happens in here today that will transform your house tomorrow. He knows that if he can keep the spirit from moving in the church, there will be no conviction that comes through the spirit to get people saved. The enemy knows that as soon as a genuine move of the Holy Spirit starts to f- starts to flow, the strongholds are about to be broken. He knows as soon as the Holy Spirit begins to move, an atmosphere of miracles is being birthed. He knows that as soon as a hungry unbeliever comes into a house like this and they don't believe but they are starving for truth. He knows that as soon as they come in here, they're going to be like, I've never seen anything like this. What is going on in here? I've never seen anybody dance like that. I've never heard anybody sing without anointing. And the devil is trying his best to keep a nation from exposure of the Holy Spirit. Because if you are ever in an atmosphere with the Holy Ghost, you don't ever want to go back. I have sat in some churches where nothing was flowing. You couldn't shake it with a stick. I mean, I could get... I could get the world's most renowned Pentecostal up in there and nothing was happening. And I'm like, Lord, do something right about now. Send the rapture. Take me on out of here, Lord. Take me on up. I'm ready, Lord. You ever been in one of those services? You just like, get me out of here, Lord. Because he knows that once you get into an atmosphere with the Holy Spirit, It will wreck the rest of your life. It will change you. It will be like fire shut up inside of your bones. He knows as soon as the fire begins to fall, people begin to talk about fire. You know why I don't care? People out there talking about how I dance. Let Go ahead and advertise Legacy Church a little bit more for me. Talk about how I sing. Talk about how I worship. Go on, because where there is smoke, there is fire. And people like to talk about fire. I don't know what it is. Even the people that are afraid of fire like to go see what's on fire. If you don't believe me, just watch Facebook. As soon as the next dark cloud comes up and Billy Bob gets on there and says, why? What's on fire in Rome? What's on fire? I got to know. And all of a sudden, everybody gets on there because where there is smoke, there is fire. And people talk about fire. That's when the church, whenever somebody says, what's going on in your church? That's when the church needs to stand up and unashamedly and declare, it's the fire of the Holy Spirit. The church is on fire. You may see smoke called miracles. You may see smoke called signs and wonders. But let me tell you the church is on fire full of the Holy Spirit can I get somebody to come into agreement with me today the church is on fire it's time to unashamedly get up and say you want to know how they're being saved the church is on fire they're drawn to fire How did miracles happen in your church two or three weeks ago? How did that ear get healed? Let me tell you about it. Let me tell you about the Holy Spirit. How are all these people getting saved in your church? You've got to be fluffing up numbers. Somebody can't count in your church. No, that's when you say, let me tell you, 68 people have been saved in this church since Christmas. It's not because the pastor. It's all because of the access that we have to the power of the Holy Spirit. salvation only comes through Jesus but the conviction that gets the unbeliever to the cross only comes by the wind of the spirit that's why churches are dying altars are empty because there's no spirit drawing the people it's time for the church to stop going to church out of religious obligation. I don't want you to come into this house and be impressed with our lights. I don't care if you know uh, but I don't care if you're razzled and dazzled by our by our cameras and our sound system, but I want the lost to come into this place and say, What in the world is happening in that place? I've never felt that before. I felt like something supernatural. I felt like it was an out-of-body experience in there. And they walk to the altar and they give their life to Jesus. And that only happens when the church gets the power of the Holy Ghost. That only happens when the wind of the Spirit is allowed to blow through the house of the Lord. Help me out. Acts 2 said... When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. And the only way that they could describe this sound was as a rushing mighty wind. They had never heard this sound before. They had never been in an atmosphere like it. Can you imagine just sitting in a closed room like this and all of a sudden you hear just this roar and wind hits you against the face. We'd be freaked out. Some of us would take off like, "Ah, no, 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 no. I ain't doing it. Not today." There came a sound as a rushing, mighty wind. And it filled the house where they were sitting. It was a sound that they had never heard before. See, that is why you have to be careful before you dismiss new sounds. <laughs> There's a lot of people that don't like the new styles of worship and that's okay, but you need to test it before you dismiss it. Because what would have happened if 120 people in that room said, I've never heard that before. Grandma, that didn't happening at grandma's church. We ain't doing that up in here, devil. Oh no. You know what would happen? That wind would have went next door and filled somebody else who said, I'll have it, Lord. I don't care what, I, I don't care if grandma knew about it or not. Lord, send it to me. Be careful before you dismiss the new. Test it first. The wind started blowing. The natural and the supernatural are almost always opposite. See, in the natural, when the wind starts blowing, whenever there's a windstorm, if Glenn Burns were to call me up right now and text me and say, hey, Pastor, guess what? There's a tornado coming down. Turn him a call it's like a mile away and it's coming right toward legacy church if a were to come and say, "Look, something there's a tornado coming," what I would do in the natural, I'd get on my microphone and I'd really be scared inside my belly, but I'd try to be a good shepherd and say, "Come on, everybody, let's get up and let's walk downstairs. Half of it's underground anyway. We're going to be fine. Let's go." And we'd all go downstairs because in the natural, that's what is happening. You go down a level, see. And, and, and how many of you? How many of you have? Every family has a tornado freak in their. Family, my mama's here, she's back there. I can talk about her, she's now on the front row. As soon as the wind starts blowing, what are y'all doing? Somebody, get your helmet on, get your make make sure you got your flashlight. Make sure call Aunt Wanda, call Aunt Tammy, tell them to get downstairs. A tornado is coming. And what do we do? We retreat. We go down because that's what you do in the natural. But this is what I have seen in the last year. God is trying to disturb the atmosphere of the church. He is blowing across the land. And he is trying his best to cause a great awakening. He's looking for churches to intercept the spirit and to move to another dimension. He is looking for a movement. He's looking for the church. But as soon as the wind starts blowing, this is what a lot of churches do. I don't know about that. Let's go. Let's, let, let's just hunker down. We're going to be politically correct. We're going to be cute. I don't know about that, Holy Spirit. I, I, I see all this is happening. That's just not, you know, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. I want this to be a house where Presbyterians can come and Catholics can come and Methodists can come and and Baptists can come and Pentecostals can come and non-denominationalists can come and it ruffles nobody's feathers. So what we're going to do is we're going to sing three loud songs and then I'm going to get up and I'm going to preach this message that's just like this straddling the fence. This is where the church is, y'all. And they've hunkered down and when the wind was blowing when the wind started blowing when the wind started blowing all of a sudden guess what oh gosh it's the Spirit no no I can't do that we ain't no, no we ain't singing like that here oh God I may lose my credentials they may kick me out of the church Oh, my God. And now the church has been b- hunkered down. And guess what? This Pentecost Sunday, I hear the Lord speaking to the church saying, it's time that the church gets up. Get up, get up, get up, church. I hear the Lord saying, you've been hunkered down. It's time for the church to get up. Why? Because you got to go to an upper room experience. You can't get what I have for you up there when you are down here. The 120 climbed up the room why because they had to get out of the lower levels there are some people in your house there's some people on your job people in your family people in your in, in uh, on your facebook you have got to get away from them if you want what the lord has for you and they said i can't get that down here. So the 120, what did they do? They start climbing to the upper room. Why? Because they had to get to a new dimension. And while the winds of life were blowing down there, the wind of the Spirit started blowing up here. And the church was standing there. Everybody else was like, what in the world's going on? They're just like, I'm just receiving power. My God, I got the Holy Ghost. Why? Because I've got to a new dimension. Why do you need to get to a high place to get the Holy Ghost? Let me tell you something. Do you want to know why churches cannot fight spiritual battles? You want to know why a lot of Christians cannot fight spiritual battles? The word of the Lord says, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities, rulers of darkness, where in high places. You can't fight high battles until you've been empowered from on high. And this is where whenever you get full of the Holy Ghost, guess what? That's when you can look at the devil and say, devil, get your hand off my children. Devil, get out of my church. Devil, get out of my home. Devil, let it go. Devil, you've got to go to some high places before you can fight some high battles. Come on, we're going to sing this out today. I want you to raise your hand today because guess what? Guess what? This is what I'm seeing. The church wants a spirit-filled pastor so you can have some good moments like this. The church wants a spirit-filled worship, but you don't want to be spirit-filled because you don't want to have to sacrifice for it pastor you better you you better study you better give me a fire word because guess what the rest of this week i'm gonna live like the devil so you better be on fire because i can let me tell you something that is why you gotta get to the upper room for yourself because guess what when you leave the fire on sunday guess what when I leave this place guess what the Holy Ghost is coming with me I can roll him I can walk into Walmart and the Holy Ghost is with me I can turn to the right and the Holy Ghost was with me I can go to my left and the Holy Ghost is with me I can stand here and declare on Tuesday that the Lord is my shepherd I can declare on Wednesday he'll never leave me or forsake me and guess what why do you need the Holy Ghost because guess what as soon as something comes your way guess. Guess what the Holy Ghost is like a defense, it just blows it all off of you. Words come against me. I don't care. The Holy Ghost just blows it right off of me. I want you to sing this out today. Raise up your hands and declare it with me today. Come and, hey, come and blow the cares away, hey. Hey. Lord. Come on, can do, can do only you so can do. Obviously, this fan is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. You control the amount of spirit you experience. God doesn't give more spirit because somebody's got more money than you or because somebody's been a Christian longer than you. I got a question. How bad do you want it? Cause I can come in and give a little praise and cause a little current or I can turn it up I can seek him more I can climb higher and it blows a little stronger I can even turn it up a little more I don't know about you but God wouldn't it be amazing every time you walk into a room somebody feels a little somebody feels the breeze of glory When you walk into a hospital room and you start praying for somebody, wouldn't it be amazing if they just felt a little breeze of the glory? Not because of you, but because of the Holy Ghost. I wanna tell you today, you can control the amount of spirit that you experience today. And it's all according to how high do you want to climb? What are you willing to give up? How holy are you willing to live? How hard do you want to press in today? I want to pray for you Say, so you know what Woo. i want more of the holy ghost i want you to raise your hand today i'll just want more of it i just want more lord i pray over every hand that's being raised in this place today lord every hand that's being raised Fill them with the Spirit of God. Fill them with your Holy Spirit. Lord, not for the believer, but for the young believer. Lord, there's a harvest that's attached to your Spirit. Lord, let it blow on them today. Lord, I declare it today. Fill them with the Holy Ghost. Lord, let it be like fire shut up inside of their bones. Lord, when people ask them about you, when people ask them about the Word, let them unashamedly stand up and say, let me tell you what the Lord can do for you. Let me tell you about the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I declare it today. Lord, blow on your people. Blow on your people today. Lord, we're going to sing it out again. Lord, blow on your people today. Blow on your people today. Come and blow through this place, Lord. Hey, what that he's given you today. Hey! Lord, we honor you today. Lord, I thank you today. Once you've been in the Spirit, you don't ever want to get out of it. God, I declare today, This word has been a benchmark on somebody's life. This word is gonna be a catalyst into someone's life. The church has been hunkered down for far too long, but the Holy Ghost is calling to the church, get up. Go to a new dimension with me. Seek me like you've never have before. Call on me like you have never called on me before. Worship me in spirit and in truth. For this gift, it's not just for the believer, but it's for the unbeliever. you Lord I thank you Lord the Holy Spirit is one of my favorite things to preach about if you can't tell I love preaching about the Holy Spirit I am unashamedly filled with the Holy Spirit I don't care what they say about me I don't care if they talk about my dancing or my singing. I don't care if they think I get too loud when I get a microphone. I've got the Holy Ghost inside of me. I've got a reason to shout. I've got a reason to dance. I've got a reason to be filled with power from on high. Because the Holy Ghost is living on the inside of me. Never apologize for the Holy Spirit. It's a gift to you for the kingdom. It's a gift to you for the kingdom. Lord, let this be a house of your spirit. A house of awakening. A house of power. Lord, I thank you for everything that you've done in this place today. It would not be possible if it wasn't for you. Lord, when people leave this place today, I don't want them talking about me. I don't want them talking about any person on this stage. I just want them talking about you, Lord. I want them to say, I've been in the presence of the Lord today. That's my prayer as a pastor. So as we leave today, Lord, bind us together with strong cords of love that cannot be broken remind us throughout this week that the gates of hell shall not prevail that you are with us your spirit is with us you'll never leave us or forsake us i love you, lord